All right. So welcome to the first episode of the Unchristed King podcast with your guest Z- Ziegler, David Ziegler. Yeah, yeah like that's that? pretty good, David Ziegler. Ziegler, my apologies, brother. Well, I'm your host Joe Butis, i.e. JB Motivation. I'm here with the probably most veiniest guy on TikTok. You just haven't seen me cut up yet. That's probably why. But that's all right, though. Yeah, me either. That's true, but well, I appreciate you coming on. Here we're going to talk about a lot of stuff that involves mental health, physical health, and basically just improving your overall quality of life, man. Okay, that sounds good. So I really, I really appreciate you working. You guys don't understand the uh, the troubleshooting that we had to go through just to get this thing to happen. Yeah, I, I never have a lot of luck with uh, with the video or the audio or anything. I always have to try to do everything a half a dozen times to work out all the kinks before something going smooth so if this is your first episode that makes sense to me that uh, you would uh, be running in, and i'm sure you're going to have a half a dozen episodes we're going to run into new issues i mean it's only going to get better from here the moment i get you know oh, nice little sure. space get a little podcast setup camera all the professional bullshit i now yeah. have the utmost respect for the guys that you know joe rogan has all the fancy almost tv like setup yeah i mean that's what that's what you need to do though have it set up the best you can. And you don't have to go all out. Your setup right now is pretty good. We just couldn't figure out the audio part. That was all. Well, yeah, I, I promise you, if you ever want to be on a uh, guest again, we're going to come out balling. All right, perfect. I appreciate it. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. How'd you get into bodybuilding? How'd you really come up? I saw all your trophies, dude. You are extremely successful in the sport. Oh, thanks. I guess so. I'm more on the amateur level. I never turned pro, so I haven't been on the pro circuit or anything like that, so I'm probably not going to be in any history books. But I got into it when I was young, uh, probably at 17, I guess, is when you can say I got addicted to it and got really into it and focused on it and started taking it seriously. And then I started competing in 2009. And I did, I competed uh, 25 times, I think, is how many times I've done it, which goes to show, though, too, like how many times I've competed. Uh, I didn't turn pro in all that time, so it is what it is, you know, I'm just a, a decorated amateur. Holy crap, I, I guess hopefully this brings to light a newfound respect for how hard bodybuilding actually is, and I feel like the sport doesn't even get enough credit. Yeah, those guys at the top, uh, they're, all, they're, they're all fantastic, and no one has ever beaten me because they took more drugs or a different drug or anything like that. Everyone who's beaten me was just because they were better with their meals, trained harder, did it better than me. I mean, that's what I think anyway. So it is, it's extremely hard um, to do it all perfect. And I've had a lot of setbacks, a lot of issues. And then I've had some years where I just half-assed it because I wasn't as motivated as I was, you know, the years prior. So just all part of it. Right, no, absolutely, and honestly, I really appreciate you starting off with what you did and saying it wasn't the drugs that's the reason why these guys beat you. It was the sheer discipline, and they outdieted you or disciplined or whatever. Yeah, I can, when I'm on stage and I'm losing, it's very, very clear who's going to win, even before we get on stage. You can see who did all their homework, and 
like I said, I've done some 25 shows, so I have a good comparison of when I did a good job for real, for real, and when I cheated a little bit and skipped cardio sessions and didn't fill out the correct way and slept in instead of waking up and drying out. And so out of the 25 shows I've done, I want to say I probably only did half a dozen of them halfway properly. And um, a little bit of it was because I was kind of on the younger side. Some of it was because I had lazier years and other things going on in my personal life that just reflected into the sport and stuff like that. So, yeah, when you, when you see somebody pull it all together, that, that is such an accomplishment. And uh, uh, whole careers can almost be laid out off of pulling it off that one time. Like we talk about um, – guys nailing it at you know they're like oh 1997 usas or, or 2002 mr olympia that one time when victor martinez 2007 mr olympia or naser at uh, the 1997 mr olympia or jay cutler when at the 2004 mr like we can pull out these individual looks where that athlete looked similar for his entire career but it was that one show or that half a dozen shows where you can really be like, that was it. And if you ask the athlete, he'll probably tell you that that was when everything, that six months, that one month prep, you know, no one interfered in my life and made me stressed out or sad or mad. Like I didn't have financial issues. Like I had sponsors behind me. I was in a good mood. I liked my gym. I had good friends. I was in a nice relationship and it all came together. Uh, it's when it's when people make it come together under the worst circumstances ever that they make a movie about them, and they're not going to make a movie about everybody every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Who is um? I don't know why I'm drawing the blank now. The one bodybuilder that brought out the the mass monster. He he was the Dorian first. Yates. Yes, him, Dorian Yates. Yeah. Exactly what you said. He put on the cover. He didn't show anything. Worked out in his basement. Trained till he fucking died, pretty much. And then when yeah, he came yeah. on stage, everyone was like. That, that right there, that was it. Yeah, because you can take it so seriously, and then that alone is one of the hardest things to do because there's a hundred details every single day that you have to do perfectly to look perfect, and then you have to do that while you're navigating the storm of life. So there's a lot of stuff that comes in from outside and hits you, and it's it's one thing. It's hard enough to be able to eat all your food on time, to eat all of your food, to train, to really train as hard as you can every single time is something all by itself that is overlooked far too often. So to be able to do all those things is already very remarkable and applaudable. But then to do it balancing, you know, a divorce. Oh. Or your mom getting sick, or or a financial problem nope. like getting laid off from work and stuff like that is is tricky. It's tricky. No, absolutely, and that, that's going to kind of lead me where I want to go next. Is that you know we'll go to the gym, fitness, all this stuff is looked at very help as healthy lifestyle, whatever you know you feel good, do better for yourself. However, there's a whole different aspect when you take it to an extreme athlete level that people don't really like to talk about, and that's when you're you know down in the dirt, getting it in, grinding what hey, it's taking effect on your mental health. People don't understand when you're depriving yourself and isolating yourself like this, on top of all the things that you're using, it really can be detrimental to your health, mentally, and your relationships and your communication, especially if you have a partner. Your partner has to be 
with you 100% right there. And she's going to be taking a lot of heat depending on what you're taking too. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Relationships are kind of hard. If somebody doesn't share the same goal and isn't going to embrace a lifestyle that you have to go through, it's, it's going to just eventually be an anchor that brings you down. Absolutely. What has been your experience? Like, how have you felt probably either like physically or mentally over your years? Have you gotten better? Have you noticed a big change in your mental health over the your course of your fitness journey? Yeah, I was totally insane in the beginning. Um, when I first started, I became very obsessed with bodybuilding to the point where I couldn't do anything but think about it. I would like watch videos all the time. Uh, always be in the gym training twice a day. I would train for like two or three hours. I was just totally, totally obsessed with it. And it would make me nuts all the time because I would go through the cycles of feeling insanely confident and then feeling insanely inadequate and like I didn't belong and I couldn't fit into the sport and I wouldn't be able to carve out a niche for myself and I was going to be this wannabe dude uh, right back into feeling like super super proud of myself again and very confident and I would go through this cycle all of the time and then when I started throwing competition into it it's it's very hard to realize just how many people are trying out there so you see the same few characters all the time because social media social media algorithms or because guys are placing well whatever the reason you see the same faces more times than not and behind each face that you see there's 500 guys in line who are very similar if not damn near replaceable to the person everybody's emulating and you don't find those people until you start putting your nose out there to try to be one of the faces with like competition and stuff like that so when I started competing and I started showing up and I was backstage and there was 200 guys there and everyone looked awesome. And I was like, who are you guys? I thought I, <laughs> I came here to win. I mean, you guys look great. And everyone was like, I'm Bob, Steve, Joe, Dan. Al, like, that was a high, 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 high. And not only was it like that, but it was like that for like every weight class. Um, and then you lose and then you win too. So you go back and forth from this idea of thinking like you're going to be the one in the million to make it and you have all this potential and you can do it and you have the work ethic and you have the tools to feeling like you're, 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 you're just going to be some dude who dies of a heart attack in his 50s alone in a one bedroom apartment and you just go back and forth and back and forth. And um, as I got older, I started to take all of the pressure off of the competition and off of the gym and everything that there was included with bodybuilding. And I thought to myself, I got into the sport of bodybuilding because I was already in the gym and I was having fun and I was having good results. And some guy came up to me and he was like, are you getting ready for a show? And I didn't know what he was talking about. And he explained to me what bodybuilding was. And next thing you know, I was in a show and doing well and winning NABA and stuff like that. So I thought that that was going to be my future, my career, my life. So I really just put my entire face into it. And what I did was I didn't stop to think that as long as I did all of the work, there was nothing left for me to worry about. 
and I spent years stressing over like how I was going to place, if I was going to place, um, if I was going to grow or not, if I was going to get lean or not, if I was going to be lean enough. And what I did was I decided that I was just going to, because you can write down everything. I keep notes and you mm-hmm. can formalize the, the entire universe as a math equation. So you can write down and visualize on paper your entire bodybuilding career by breaking down macros, workouts, drugs, everything, hours of sleep, hydration, what you're taking as far as vitamins, minerals, and look at blood work. You can look at all that stuff. So I decided I was going to put it all down. And I already kept really detailed notes. But I thought I would just put everything down on paper. And I would just try to focus on the details of bodybuilding. And that's it. Because everything else is out of my hands. Like, I can't control what place I come in. I can't control who shows up. All I can do is eat my chicken when it's time to eat my chicken and not eat anything else and just focus on being the best bodybuilder that I can be. And if I can do that for six weeks, for six months, for a year, then there's nothing left for me to prove or to do or to show to anybody. I just tried as hard as I could to make sure that the details, the homework, the chores we're supposed to do were all done to the best of my ability. Everything else is out of my hands. And that keeps me so insanely busy with my just trying to do a good job um, that I'm occupied and I move from one step to the next and it keeps me focused because I have ADHD like a crazy guy and it will put me into spirals of depression and stuff because I'll just overthink everything to the point where I'll think everything is almost hopeless and useless to participate in. Um, So it keeps me busy and it keeps me rocking and rolling one step to the next. And as long as I did that last step and that next step with effort, hey man, you don't like the picture, you don't like the picture, but that's, that's the best picture I can make. If I don't have the genetics, I don't have the genetics. If you put me in last, you put me in last. But you're, I'm not in last because I ate cupcakes. I can tell you that much. Nope. I'm not in last because I didn't work out hard. I'm not in last because I, I planned out to do 45 minutes of cardio. I did that leading up to this show. The next time, I'll try it out. But I did the plan. I did what I thought was best. I, You know what I mean? And, that's, yeah. and I kind of switched the focus from what's going to happen to it doesn't matter what happens because i'm doing what i'm supposed to do behind the scenes and the people who call the shots in front of the cameras that's on them right no absolutely and you can even take that mindset that amazing disciplined mindset and apply then everything else in your life i mean i see you starting to work with your own business you know your training and everything like that with that mindset here's where a lot of people miss the ball they worry about every little thing that they can't control, and that's where you get that sense of overwhelming, and then when you get that overwhelmed, then you just cancel and do nothing. Well, you have to do something. You have to take that first step, and you're doing the exact amazing thing, is you're at least taking a step. And when you're taking that step, you're doing it with an intent. You're doing it with purpose. And even if it's the wrong step, well, you learn, you adapt, you overcome. Sadra, okay, maybe I don't need to do this much cardio, maybe I need to try this cardio. You adapt and overcome, but you do it intentfully. And these people, a lot of people are coming to me, you know, seeking help. And it's like, you're not moving. You're sitting there moping and groping over, over a situation that one was out of your control, right? 10% of life is what happens to you. 90% of it's what you're responding. So you never want to react to life when you react is based off emotion. But when you respond to life, it's logical. It's articulate. You writing everything down with the workout plans can go along with the same thing as you writing it down a business plan, being articulate and purposeful where every single step 
Same goes for relationships as well. Plan, attack, adapt, overcome. Things in bodybuilding which absolutely amazed me, which is why I absolutely fell in love with it, was the absolute structure and discipline and the mindset of it. But is the ability to take what we learned in the gym, right? Just the simple importance of the gym or getting active or something of that nature can literally be translated to so many different aspects of life. Especially when you get that boost of confidence, you get that mental dopamine going. You know, gentlemen, guys, a lot of guys don't understand. You know, you get a nice little pump in the gym, you see that first bicep vein pop out, whatever. You're walking around like you're hot shit. Yeah, it feels good though. When you're super pumped up, you feel like King Kong, kind of. That's a good feeling. Oh my gosh, I will never forget it. You remember when you first started bodybuilding, right? We started probably around the same age, 16 years old, even though we're a little bit age difference. But you're looking at the bigger guys in the gym, and you're just inspired, right? You're looking at them like, man, I want that. And then looking back at it, you know, you have guys coming up to you in the gym, looking at you going, dude, how did you do it? It is a completely different feeling from start to progress to getting there. It is absolutely, absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's quite the journey, unless you... Unless it doesn't work, and then that's frustrating. See, but here, here's the thing, though, brother. You're doing everything right, though. Not everyone is meant to be a pro just because of genetics. You're winning, and I pray to God that you hit pro because I see you working your ass off. You deserve it. You're getting the hustle. You have the mindset. You're very articulate in your actions. But just as I talked about previously, you have that driven, articulate purpose. So yeah. you made a Thank voice you. for yourself on TikTok. You really have. There was an older guy in my gym named Gary. I love this guy to death. Dude has his wife's name tattooed above his <laughs> his belly button. Like, dude's fucking fantastic. Old school Italian Guido dude. I told him I was gonna get on a conversation with you and he flipped out. Oh really? That means a lot to me. I kid you not. He was like, no way. I follow that dude. I love that dude's great. And he told me, you're one of the very few people on this app, right, that are giving people solid, genuine advice, and you care. Yeah, because it sucks when it doesn't work. If it doesn't work, it makes you so angry, and, like, it just ruins morale. And most times it doesn't work because somebody doesn't know the smallest piece of information. It's like they're not eating enough. Of one of like either protein or fat or carbs or all of them, or they don't take their reps just quite far enough. So it's like, dude, you have been, you have all the enthusiasm in the world. Like you're trying so hard, but it's just like you don't realize. Like we're all aiming in that direction. You just didn't realize. Like you have all this effort going that way. If we just shifted it, you would have a good time. And most people do. Most people once they even when they figure out how to shift it then fitness becomes more of like um just a chap like a like not a chapter because the chapters end uh, like a section of their life mm-hmm. and it's not something that they obsess over quite so much because it's like um like most things like if you know how to do something if you know the process it's like do you feel like doing it but if you have no idea at all you're just wishing and hoping and that's a very disheartening thing at the end of the day because how you, you know most things you wish and hope for you know really won't show up right but if you have the map and you know you can get in your car and drive and make a right make a left make a left make a right make a left make a right you can have donuts right. 
right no absolutely it it requires people to do better on their part it takes that sense of accountability but i think the issue right now that we're yeah i think the issue right now that we're facing is just decision overload right you go to a restaurant they hand you a menu that menu has 20 pages waitress comes by as hey what looks good what do you want to eat you're looking at her like i have no fucking idea 70 different things look amazing i don't know what to pick however i bet you if she handed you one menu with five items you can pick what you want to eat fairly easily this translates over to the internet we have the most wealth of knowledge and information available now it requires people to take the time to sort through to find that information so the more you put out and the bigger that you're getting people are going to be very easily attracted to the good information because it's a shame that social media has idolized these fitness influencers that don't know a damn thing about fitness and nutrition. They get one certificate, they think it's a know-it-all, next thing you know, they're doing awkward sideways lunge things on a leg press. At least the certificate. Half of them don't even do that. At least get the certificate. <laughs> At least be NASM or A-certified. That would be, that would make me happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, so... These guys. There's this thing called the 20-year curse. Okay. And the 20-year curse is... Past your 20th birthday, you'll never grow again. And most guys fall into this. And it's a combination of newbie gains and the abuse of, like, steroids or SARMs and stuff like that. And what it is, is it's a dude without a fitness plan. Most people don't have fitness plans. They have youth and some genetics. And when you have youth and some genetics, you look pretty good. If you apply anything extra to that, protein shakes here and there Mm -hmm. going to the gym here and there going to the track here and there everything gets way better Mm -hmm. and then even sprinkling steroids or storms or anything like that you're going to have extra niceness and stuff right (laughs) but eventually the fitness plan that you don't have will not be there to support the youth and the genetics when that ends and most guys when they get around 20 or so either that they hit that plateau of being able to stumble through the gym uh, they hit. Hold on one second. No problem at all. That's my room, but trying to clean the house. Oh, nice. There you go. I love that thing. Um. So it, it now it's, it's not. It's just a, a rule of thumb. It's just a saying. So after the genetics and the youth and the sports and playing basketball and hanging out with their friends all the time and missing meals because they're chasing pussy all night and shit like that, once that ends, they have this decent halfway build or whatever, but everything else fizzles out. And since there's no fitness plan, since there's no actual knowledge and no execution and no like principles, disciplines of that execution because they stumble through it, They'll never grow again. They'll never have results again. And then you'll get a guy with like shoulder outlines and a pot belly. And he's like, when I was 19, when I was 17, when I was 22 and the 20 year curse. Yeah. You stumble through fitness in the beginning when you were young, part of school, part of all of this. And you had some protein shakes and you tried benching real hard for six months. That was fun. Wasn't it? You got pretty strong. Um, oh, you tried some Anavar tablets, oh my, I bet you had some great bicep veins that six months and stuff, but you know, the 20-year curse, it's over, and once it's over, you don't have that discipline, you don't have that knowledge 
to fall back on to set your fitness plan in motion to continue to carry you forward through the plateaus, through the aging, through the different struggles that are going to obviously come at you that you have not had yet when you were going to high school and stuff like that. You know, you're up until four o'clock in the morning drinking vodka and chasing pussy. So you woke up with sick abs and everyone said, damn, how did you look like that? You said, oh, because I am a fitness king. And it's like, oh, you are fit. You are a king. I don't know if you're quite the fitness king. Right. But right. I mean, even this the- is a 20 year curse. Yeah. Yeah, I, it happens to so many people. So many coaches are in the swing of the twenty-year curse. Oh, jeez. I mean, They're yeah, hundred percent. I I totally agree with you. Even looking at bigger picture, a lot of the guys I coach and stuff, I tell them, especially if they're on the younger side, right? Don't worry about the self-satisfying instant gratification stuff of this world. Get your financial situation taken care of. Establish healthy physical habits. Get your spiritual health taken care of. I don't give a shit what you believe in. You know, it could be God, the universe, a plant. I don't care. You need to have something bigger than you to have that backing because eventually your mind and your body will fail you. You need to be living with a greater purpose. So in those three pedestals and that aspect of life will set you up so that you don't hit that 20-year curse because you're establishing yourself early on when you're young and you have that energy before trying to establish it when you're 30. And as we all know, your metabolism slows down and life catches up with you and you know no one wants to talk about your testosterone going down and your macronutrients and micronutrients are depleting and then life is more stressful and you're not feeling yourself with those quality items or even taking trt for god's sakes no wonder why you're depressed no wonder why you can't get going in life and even please the woman sometimes and then going, for, yeah, exactly. Then going further, I think what's the statistic now? Eighty percent or something like that of America's overweight. It's it's yeah, overweight it, is because I, I made a video once where I said like seventy percent were obese. It's not true. It's not seventy. It's like thirty. But it is like seventy, eighty percent are overweight. Correct. And then that right. small percentage is the extreme. And yeah, you know, like thirty percent is so obese. That's a lot. That's, dude. Right, we're, it gets to the point where guys like you and me, are, I'm not even nearly as big as you, but I'm still, I'm 215 pounds at 5'9", so I'm still a big chunk of change. <laughs> I still get stares. We are outliers in society right now, and it's almost now to it where it's demonized, right? You see a skinny guy take off his shirt, everyone's like, all right, yeah, cool, whatever, you're fit. You see a bigger guy take off his shirt, everyone's like, oh, yeah, body positivity. And you see a guy like us take off our shirt, and they go, why are you, why are you trying to show off? Who are you trying oh, to impress? Dude, so mean. Yeah, there's some, man. I would have people come up to me and be like, um, oh, like guys I know in the gym, and they're like, I was taking a picture yesterday, and I realized if I turned my wrist, uh, it looks better. But you probably know all about that because you're so vain. You take pictures of yourself all the time. And I'm like, bro, you just came up to me to tell me about how you're taking pictures of yourself, but I'm the vain one. Like, like oh, it's fine. It all goes back. Yeah, no, I completely understand. It all goes back to that self-accountability, people outwardly projecting the misery, and they don't understand this is what's plaguing our society, at least in the health standard-wise. Not really necessarily talking about the COVID and epidemic and all that stuff. We're not even going to get into the fact that sickness in general affects people that are overweight, not just what's going on right now. Because yeah, even, sure. yeah, but this is a lot of the stuff we can't even talk about on social media, which is why I want to start this podcast, because these are the truths that people need to hear 
but my ass gets censored for it all the time. Oh yeah, I, you gotta be real careful on like TikTok, uh, Instagram. They they ban you, they shadow ban you, and then they'll block you. Just take away your account, and that would be awful. A lot of us use that as a form of advertising. Uh, TikTok and stuff is, is Instagram. They're wonderful forms of advertisement. Like some of these guys wouldn't like me. Like I would, I would hardly exist if it wasn't for the social media platforms. No, you know I'm not on the cover mm-hmm. of most magazines. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, so I got my first account taken down. I was at like 150. Got flagged. Got down. Whatever. This Wait, account they took your whole account away. Yep. Oh, I couldn't appeal it, nothing. TikTok has no customer service whatsoever. So this account now, the one where I'm at, I just hit half a million yesterday. Um, half a million followers? Yeah. Or likes? No, half a million followers, five million likes. Ah, that's so bad. Hey, good job. I know, I, I appreciate it. Hey, you're getting there, dude. You are trailing right behind me. <laughs> but, I have more likes. Okay, all right. Maybe it's just because you're more attractive. Thank you. <laughs> but I literally had an account or uh, post taken down this morning, and I, oh, I can't yeah, post all yeah. day. I'm just being cheeky. It's my, one of my favorite accounts is Official Muscle. Have you seen him? No, no. Oh, he's so funny. Whatever. Okay, I'll, 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 no, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm No, you're good. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to take a look at that. But yeah, everyone is so sensitive now. I got an account taken down. Because I was duetting a video, and granted, you know, I swear a lot. I'm, I'm a Marine. I grew up old school Italian. I like the word fuck. But for bullying and harassment, for no reason whatsoever. And I win these appeals and, you know, whatever. But I'm so afraid of my account getting banned due to all this censorship and people being sensitive that guys like you and me, who literally use this as a platform to help people, to genuinely help people, can yeah. get taken away from us like that. Yeah, they take it away, and it's kind of a shame because a lot of the topics that I would like to speak more about are like steroids and stuff like that because I would like the young guys to understand. It's that thing about the plan again. If you know how something works, you can make decisions, and you can normally make decisions to not. But if you have no idea, then it's just this mystical, magical formula potion that's out there that's going to turn you into somebody else who's having an easier time it would appear through life than you and that's very very appealing um so a lot of us have a lot of negative experiences and they're not getting back good and whatever whatever but we can't talk about those topics at all and when somebody asks us when a young man comments what about this what about that i want to do this i'm going to do this i can't respond and tell him not to unless I do it privately, which sometimes I do, but I can't do that for the larger platform because for one person who vocalizes it, there's a hundred who will not vocalize it. And I can't speak up to all of them because TikTok will ban me or Instagram will ban me. And I understand the why, but it's, it's a gray, gray, gray area that needs attention. Right. I, I feel like it's all about intent. Like, I, I tell my followers, especially on my lives and stuff, because I get a lot of questions about it, I am openly not natty. I don't want to set the bad example. I especially want to lead by example. I will not tell anyone what I take, how I take it, or if I can even get it. That is what I do yeah. not disclose. Because yeah, That just becomes a homework 
Someone's writing it down. Yeah, yeah. And the last thing I need is for some police officer or narc or whatever watching my stuff and be like, all right, this is the guy, this is the place, and this is what he has. Some of the guys, like some of the guys take it so far, though. And that's one of the issues, too, we see is the other direction where we get these dudes who are like late teens, early 20s, most times, and they just glorify steroid use very like and they talk about how everybody who's big and on the scene who's in their 30s is blasting grams and that's why we look a certain way and they just totally identify with steroids as much as they almost can and it always ends the same way two years later they're just some dude in the gym just like they were before Mm. maybe they have an extra pack five ten pounds on them or whatever you know but they would have had that with the mild safe cycles and stuff like that but you always get these young guys and they just get these trains behind them oh thanks for being honest thanks for being this thanks for it's like dude everybody's at the party only one guy's throwing up and dying of alcohol poisoning like why are you following that guy around like we're not all squares man we we got we got we're having tournament beer pong over here like like jason can't even see straight he's on the couch like jessica's sleeping like but why are you guys following around the dude who is literally like blacked out drunk throwing up that we didn't even want to have here in the first place and uh that happens all the time and through history i'm not going to say names i can go back 25 years and start racking mm-hmm. off guys who shined for two or three years, who shined for two or three years, became infamous on the scene of fitness for being honest and telling the truth and what was really happening. And don't get me wrong, most guys who are in the sport and hardcore and are steroid users have experimented with lots of different things. It does. So when you hear something, you're like, oh, I heard someone so tried this well it's like yeah well the same thing with you like you haven't had one night when you you drank too much and you didn't like it you didn't drink quite as much anymore some guys do it forever right but most of us so it's like yeah so someone might have tried something once or twice but it doesn't mean that that's what everybody's doing or that's what it's going to take and that's what it takes or, or or else you can't do it and you shouldn't try and everyone who does try is is dumb and dying and and you know what it takes and so that's the thing that it's such a gray area because everything that is mentioned is true. Someone's done it. Someone's tried it. Someone has. It's just where do you settle in and you personally, for your receptors and all that jazz and your experience, where do you fall in? And we can't talk about this. No, and people don't understand. Like Guys who are able to pull this off successfully, we are just like big ass nerds. Because the science at such a biochemical level mixed with bro science of trial and error and what our best friend got us off on is absolutely insane when that can be pulled off appropriately. And yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't even understand, too, how absolutely common steroids are. They'll see all these people, they're like, oh, man, you look great, but not even understanding that probably good, what, 90% of, like, the fitness influencers or models and stuff are on some sort of PEDs? Yeah, I would say a lot of them. Most people who take anything don't look like they take anything. No. At all. I've known guys who take grams of shit, who take like a gram of test and 500 makes a deca 
and they're taking like two, three IUs of growth every day, and they look like they're in a rock band. You know what I mean? I'm like, dude, like, you're, you're, you're in the, <laughs> it's fine, whatever. But no, you know, most dudes, and and it all comes back to all those disciplines again. If you if you can do all of those things, if you can start adding up all the ducks and start getting them all in a row, and you start having results and it's working. And then that stuff makes it, it makes the potential bigger, you know, it makes the gains train larger. But if you don't have the train, <laughs> we can't put anything on it. No, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And I, I really want to take that and make, I guess, make this the big point of the point of the talk here is that literally the exact thing that you just said, right? Get all your ducks and all. Make sure you're eating your chicken and rice. You're getting your sleep, your, your hydration, everything. Take that mentality and apply that to every damn thing in your life. Your relationship. Make sure your communication is on point. Your intimacy is on point. Everything is on point. Your job. Same thing. With what you're doing on TikTok. Same thing. It is absolutely amazing. And that's how I know you're going to eventually get somewhere. Granted, it may not be right now. Because right now, you're learning. You're growing. You're not ready for the blessings that you're about to receive because you aren't mentally prepared for how to handle all that. But if you keep going with that same discipline, with that positive mindset, right? You're giving without expecting anything in return. More greater good will come onto you later on, as long as you stick to those basic principles. When I first started motivating men, right? Just by sharing the own things that I had been through. You know, I've been a victim of rape. I've been a victim of you know, domestic violence twice. I've had my child taken away from me. I've almost died. You know, I've been home. All this other shit, not as a, oh, what was me? Victim card, pity my ass. It's a, uh, no, I've been through all this. Here's how I've adapted and overcome. Here's the mindset that I've acquired from it. And you can do it too, because every situation is going to be similar in some shape. And everyone's going to have a story worse than yours. But what I've noticed is being that voice unknowingly gave guys an outlet to relate through me and really spread and heal. And I had no idea anything about this until I'm like, wait, there, there's an actual need for this. And now it's just continuing to how can I provide? How can I serve? How can I relate more information or offer? Like I got, I'm getting this podcast started. I have a men's discord group. I have stuff where people can show representation of the movement and what they believe in. There's talks of, you know, not-for-profit or an app and all this other stuff, all because I want to help. I didn't ask for anything in return until people are like, how can I support you? Same thing's going to happen to you if you keep going with that mindset. You're providing all the information. You also are humorous at times, too. I see a lot of your videos. Some of them are funny as shit. Thanks, man. No, absolutely, man. And I honestly, God, I wish you the absolute best, and I hope to see your face somewhere fucking one day. <laughs> Thanks. Because it, it's guys like you that almost kind of remind me of, like, Seth Rossi, right? With uh, Axe and Sled, that heavily disciplined, how it is, but want to help people by speaking the truth about shit that not a lot of people can talk about. So... I'm kind of watching your stuff and kind of like what you've been doing. Did you start your own gym? Is that what I saw? No, that's just my private gym. That's good. That's in my basement. Oh, you got all that. Guys, if you haven't got the chance, check out some of his videos on TikTok of his private gym. Dude, your private gym are better than most public gyms. (laughs) 
it's a lot of space that most of the house it's uh it's three thousand square feet my house but it's all downstairs in the basement so it's kind of just like a little rancher up top but then there's 1100 square feet downstairs which is open which i made my gym and then my office is down there which is like 300 square feet and then there's a full bathroom down there so it's it's like a gym there's a locker room there's a, there's a changing room there's a shower i can train at two o'clock in the morning and anyone who's upstairs whether it's uh the chick or you know family's over or anything i don't bother nobody and That's i can awesome. hang out down there too so i can get dressed down there can change down there sleep down there if, especially too if i want to take a nap and it's my office so you can't get to the zmf headquarters you can't get to my office without going through my gym so that's awesome. Oh, dude. That's great. You know you have to use yeah. something with that, right? What's that? You know you got to use something with that, right? Oh, yeah. I'll start inviting people over and we'll do some fun stuff like that. We'll do some videos and workouts and shit like that. Dude, you are literally creating such a, a solid foundation for, you know, YouTube and other content by inviting people over. You have your, you have your, you know, your office set up. You can sit down. You can be able to create and really, really be fulfilled in that purpose by, by just simply doing what you love, which is what any man can ever ask for. Yeah, it'll be cool. I'll have a wall and I'll have anyone who visits sign it. And then we'll have like, we'll set up the, the office with cameras and shit. So we can do all that shit. We'll do some workouts, bullshit. We'll, we'll put it all on TikTok and shit. Dude, that's sickler monster outlet, outlets. Dude, that's awesome. Really I, I, I'm do, so happy right? for you, man. That's all fucking fantastic. Do. No, absolutely, man. Well, Listen, before we get off here, I really appreciate you being on this. It was a really good pleasure to talk to you instead of just seeing your face in 15 seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah, same, same with you. Well, let's do it again, so I'll help you crank out some episodes by being a guest on here when you need to fill some slots. That's no, fine. I appreciate it. Now that we have kind of yeah. are working through the technical issues, I promise you next time is going to be a lot better. Uh, yeah, no, you did great. We just had the issue with the audio, and I don't even think it was our fault. No, so. it's technology yeah ne next time we definitely plan to talk about a lot of the controversial stuff that not a lot of people want to talk about well yeah i want to do that so i want to set up a section of my website where like use a members only where i can host videos and then i can't get banned right or canceled by like youtube or something like that i guess talk about whatever right no absolutely yeah. well before we get off here tell people where they can find you and what you kind of do in case they want to look into you Oh, Ziggler Monster is my outlet for everything, or my handle, rather, I would say. ZigglerMonster.com, Ziggler Monster for Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Everything is Ziggler Monster. And then what I am is a coach. I'm a lifestyle coach, a fitness coach. I mainly work with normal people. They're my favorite to work with because they have the most dramatic transformations. They absorb things like sponges. They come back like three years later. They're like, I'm still doing that. It's still working. The competitors are fine, but they're just a lot more Madonna. That, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> to deal with, which is fine. I understand they want to win, so they so they text me every twenty minutes, and that's fine. It just really depends on how mentally stable they are at that point. Because some people will text you every twenty minutes, getting ready for a show, because they like, should I drink three sips of water or two? And I'm like, so, so you're not thirsty? You're fine. <laughs> you're fine. You're okay. We got this. Um, so that's what I pretty much do is at ZigglerMonster.com. I have info on my personal training, my coaching, and I do that for men and for women all over the world. It doesn't matter where you are. I do the um, training, the supplementation, the nutrition, the cardio plan. I have a bunch of questions you fill out. You come back based off of that. 
and pictures and weights and conversations. I put together the plan, pretty much telling you what to do every single hour with the foods, with the macros, with everything, trying to explain it to you. And then we're off to the races. I start tweaking things. You come back with feedback. I teach you how to keep notes. Come back with that. We tweak things. Eventually, it's your perfect program that's working great for you. We run with it until it slows down. And then we tweak it again. And that's what I do for people. And that's how I've actually been able to hang around in the fitness industry is because social media and uh, helping people with their their own fitness shit. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Did you hear that? He does not do cookie cutter program bullshit. <laughs> no, no. No. It's awesome. fun. I like my clients. We have a good relationship. That uh, Same. Same. Every person I've worked with, I kept in close contact with a lot of people that I coach and stuff. And I get stories from, you know, 19-year-old kid trying to figure out life to... You know, a 38-year-old guy who just got divorced and he doesn't know what to do anymore. Yeah, I get a lot of that. I get a lot of guys in their 40s and 50s who are divorced or dealing with medical stuff like blood pressure and diabetes, pre-diabetes, stuff like that. So I can totally dig that. And those are the best, right? Because you make it's great to, for, to have somebody win a show, but it's greater when somebody has like 30 years of quality of life. It's oh, my gosh. Oh, my yeah. gosh. 100%. Well, thank you, brother, so much. I appreciate it. I can't wait to talk to you again, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. No, absolutely. Take care.